Hello, and welcome to the Arts Mean Business, a podcast showcasing artists and resources worth replicating. Come for the positive reaffirming stories of artists succeeding in selling their art, and you may just leave with tools and inspiration to turn your hobby or passion into a successful business. I'm your host, Cole Prisabella, Director of Innovation and Business Assistance here in the County of Tuolumne, and I'm joined by my co-host, Lori Livingston, Executive Director of Tuolumne County for the Arts. Lori, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, and thank you so much for doing this for all of us. Um, and I wanted to acknowledge that the month of April is officially Arts, Culture, and Creativity Month in the state of California. Excellent. Uh, yeah, yeah. So good timing. Yeah, and how are, are we doing anything special in Tuolumne County for Arts Week? Uh, we actually are. We are going to have Tuolumne County Art Week, April 10th through the 18th. Um, and that is through our Visitors Bureau. And we're very happy to participate in that, which is what spurred all of these uh, conversations and interviews with lots of artists on very different, using different kinds of medium, uh, media, um, and also different kinds of business models that they are using, that they are participating in. Awesome. I'm excited to hear some of the conversations that we're having. I know we, um, we're we going to start today with a guest who is a photographer who I know pretty well, actually, and I'm excited to have you introduce our guest. So, Lori, why don't, why don't you introduce the guest today? I sure will. I am really happy to introduce our, uh, our first interviewee, and his name is Gary Johnson. And Gary is a photographer um, and an entrepreneur. Um, so, so, Gary, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? Okay. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I earned my master's degree from the uh, Professional Photographers of America, and I earned it by attending classes and submitting images that were judged. I'm the owner of Gary Johnson Photographer. I've been part of, I've owned this since 2002. And that's kind of how I've got myself involved in photography. That's great. And um, so was this, was this a passion that eventually grew into a business? Had you always, always enjoyed photography? Well, photography kind of found me because I actually taught photography to my students when I was a middle school teacher. Uh, I used to watch students in the dark room. They would take pictures outside and then take, take their film. They developed the film and then they would process it in the dark room and then they would create images that they would see appear in a chemical tray. And I saw that. I really enjoyed the technical and artistic skills. And that's what kind of got me going in photography. And of course, it's a lifelong learning of combining those technical skill and art with an artistic eye. And that continues to stimulate my passion for photography. So what are your favorite uh, subjects to photograph? Uh, my favorite subjects are actually beautiful landscapes that include reflections and wildlife and anywhere I can find a beautiful 
settings. Uh, when I'm in the field, I just wait for the beautiful light to appear. And as I experience the sights and sounds of my surroundings, I never know what to expect until it happens. And I combine my technical and artistic skills with a little bit of luck and hopefully come home with an award-winning image. So let's talk a little bit about um, the arts mean business, um, which is um, how have you marketed your work? And I'm, I'm pretty passionate about, about that part of it because we all do think about that as artists. So um, how have you managed to market your work? Well, marketing is always a challenge for everybody. And um, I do have a Facebook page and I do create a newsletter. And my newsletters are usually based on trips I have taken. I like to share my locations to my readers so they also can to kind of create a desire to go to those places themselves. So you sort of created a dialogue with the people that you're teaching and, and you're interacting with, with a, a group of people about yes. photography. Yes. Good, good. And I find out later on that those people actually go and visit some of those um, images or places where I've taken those images. Um, I also have my images for sale at the Aloft Gallery. I've been there for about four years and I also have my work in two different medical offices. One of them is Dr. Jeffrey Smith's dental office, and another one is Dr. Tamara Lund's chiropractic office. And Gary, can, can I ask a question? How did you get your network started? So did you start with people that you knew? How did you build your network? Because that's a question I get a lot from a lot of other artists. One of the best ways is, of course, to capture email addresses. That's one of the hardest things to do. And so as I sell a piece of work to somebody, I always request their email address. And I put those email addresses with their permission on my email list. And then as I create these newsletters, I send those out to those people and they get to kind of find out what's going on in my life at that time. So you've really got a, a nice connection. I mean, uh, sort of a, a personal connection, um, which is always good. Um, I, I wanted to find out also, cause I'm really interested in technology and processes and things like that. Um, I wanted to find out about how people order prints and how that works. How does that work? Well, of course, one of the best ways I sell prints is when people walk into either those, those two medical offices as they're waiting for their appointment, mm -hmm. they stare at the wall and they <laughs> see multiple of my multiple images of mine. And then I get a phone call that says, guess what, Gary, you just sold another image. And awesome. that's real exciting for me. Now, did they order it online? Do you have a Do you have somebody that you work with that's like a an outfit online, a company online that does your prints for you and then sends them to the client? There's a website 
well, a company will call it uh, Fine Art America. And I sent all of my digital files to them. And what they do is they, I have a, my own personal website domain is called fineartbygaryjohnson.com. Okay. And the customers purchase my artwork in different mediums, like framed or unframed metals, framed or unframed photographic prints, acrylics, fine art canvases. Believe it or not, they also can purchase my images printed on pillows, greeting cards, blankets, coffee mugs, apparel, face masks, etc. And so I don't actually print anything for them. The company Fine Art America prints it and sends the images or the product directly to the customer. So no so no more dark labs and chemicals for you. <laughs> Well, dark lab sounds pretty uh, scary. So <laughs> dark room. <laughs> but yeah, I don't do my own and I don't print my own images. So so I wanted to ask a little bit about how, how artists are negotiating the pandemic and if any of, any of the shift that we had to make shifted your, your relationship with your business. Absolutely. Um, the pandemic came along at an interesting time for me because I used to photograph weddings and portrait sessions with clients, and I decided not to do that anymore for obvious reasons because I couldn't come in contact. I was a full-service photographer where I literally met with the clients in my home, planned their sessions, went out in the field, took their pictures, and had them come back into my home to choose their images. Well, with the pandemic, that all stopped. So I decided instead of doing person to person, I would start doing more product photography, where like jewelry, multimedia people, artists from our gallery would bring me their work. I'd photograph it, turn it into a digital image, send it to them, and then they could use it in their publications or whatever. I also started teaching one-on-one -on -one photography, which really changed my life because now I can work with online students and teach them Lightroom and Photoshop and how to import their images into the computer. Um, I can actually, I, I do what's called screen share a lot of people are familiar with that. And I can see their images on my screen. I can show them how to make changes to them, to enhance them. And I can watch them work on their images too. So I've turned into an online Lightroom and Photoshop instructor. Well, that's fascinating because that really means that that's someplace that you discovered that you didn't really have that going on before the pandemic. Interesting. Garrett, how did you find that niche? And how did you kind of start to build um, the one-on-one -on -one sessions to find those uh, people that are interested in your product or that service? Well, 
I started off with friends who needed help in Photoshop and Lightroom. Um, I also worked with my own computer and learned that if I, instead of using Zoom, I actually use another program called AnyDesk. And on any desk, you can take over someone's screen. And everyone probably has watched somebody take over a, someone have someone take over their own screen. So then I thought, well, I could probably take over someone else's screen with their permission and teach them how to organize their images and create polished images in Lightroom and Photoshop. That's really interesting, Gary. I, th I think that's really cool that you found that kind of opportunity online. And I think that one of the things I would suggest to other artists is maybe as you hear this podcast, if that sounds like something that we can transition into your business model, I would definitely have a, a, a tr try to make those connections to you, Gary, because I think that's such a cool source. I've been trying to talk to businesses about making that transition to being a little bit more virtual I mean, the art, we're starting to come out of this pandemic, but that doesn't mean we'll have to still be adjusting. And it seems like there's a lot of adjustment to stay fairly virtual. Um, people have kind of grown used to it. There's a lot less travel. And so I think artists should be considering that. And, and then something else that you talked about was a new model was your product photography. This is something that I hear a lot of from artists about how to actually take effective pictures to sell their products online. So do you have like one or two pieces of advice that you're uh, a pottery artist in Tuolumne County and you need to take some pictures, but you can't afford Gary yet. So to get started, you're gonna use an iPhone and is there any suggestions on just like getting the basics started? Well, I am very lucky because during my portrait days, I have created a a studio in my home and I have professional lighting and so when an artist or anybody brings their work to me I can make it look like a professional image and the more professional an image looks the more greater the chances are it will sell online so somebody with a um, just a uh, iPhone for example um, they would have to do some research on how to make iPhone pictures lighted to the best they can look. Um, at the same time, they can also contact me. Um, I can actually show them how to do that, and then maybe they can recreate the lighting situation in their own setting. Right. I, I totally agree. Nothing's going to be having Gary Johnson take pictures of your, your products. There, there, there's, that's not disputed. It's definitely just for those like artists that are just getting started that may not have budgets. And I know that I've heard in the past that you can um, 
buy, like, let's just pretend a, a, a white cardboard box, set it up four corners, maybe do it right in front of a window. Cause then obviously Gary's suggesting using lighting, but we might not have lights. So where's the best natural light? Probably by a window. So just those little tips I think are pretty interesting. And, and Lori, what, what, what else are we asking Gary today? Well, actually, we're going to segue into uh, into a little something else, which is I wanted Gary to speak to another very successful and important project that um, he uh, puts on, and it's for putting nonprofits together with volunteers. So if you could talk about that, Gary. Okay, well, interestingly enough, um, I have been the director of the volunteer fair. And actually we only had two volunteer fairs. We had one in 2018, one in 2019, and we attempted to have one in 2020, but realized I didn't want to bring members of our community into a setting until they felt safe. So we have now postponed this volunteer fair about four times and the new date of the volunteer fair is august 26th from 4 to 7 p.m it's located at the mother load fairgrounds which will be our third time we've hosted it now the beautiful thing about the volunteer fair is it matches tuolumne county residents with nonprofit organizations from our area. And what they do is they walk into the front door of the fairground building and they have the opportunity to talk to 75 different organizations. So they're basically trying to match themselves with their interests and talk with all of these different organizations in one setting. It only happens once a year, so people will be real smart to come at that moment in time so they can choose their favorites. So, and how do they, uh, how do people find out more about this, Gary? Okay, well, what we're, we are fully sponsored by the Sonora Area Foundation, and I will be putting together a team of ambassadors and the job of the ambassador is to distribute flyers and posters in their general area. And also the ambassadors will be coming to the volunteer fair and working that whole day. For that, they will receive a beautiful volunteer fair t-shirt, which I've already purchased and they can come, they can contact me. Um, I'll give them two ways of doing that. One way is by going online and going to Tuolumne County Volunteer Fair at gmail.com. They can email me if they're interested, or they can call me directly at my phone number, which is 209 seven seven zero six zero zero one also any organizations who know 
that they haven't met me yet. In other words, people who haven't participated in, in previous volunteer fairs, they can also contact me at that email address and they can tell me their contact person's name, their name of their organization, and of course their email address to contact them at. So I think um, I think the last thing that I wanted to make sure that we got out there was how can people get in touch with you, particularly if they do have questions about photography, or just to get in touch with you to see your work, et cetera, et cetera. How can they how can they do that? Well, if they're interested in photography, the first thing they need to do is go on to my website, which is www.fineartbygaryjohnson.com. They can contact me through my website. Of course, they can also look at my work. Um, they could also email me directly at gary at garyjohnsonphotography.com. Great. It's been great talking to you, Gary. Well, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate the time you've, you've allowed me to speak. Absolutely. Cole, anything else? So, Gary, Lori, I, I can't thank you enough for joining us today on the Arts Means Business. Um, I really compliment this discussion. I really think it's uh, an important thing to be talking about. How do we share more information between artists and how we're going to operate art as business? So I'm excited about it. So I, I also wanted to thank everyone who listened in today with the show. And my hope is by talking about art and business today, we can strengthen our local economy, become more resilient, and encourage growth in ourselves our communities and businesses. So thank you and I look forward to you listening to our next Art Means Business. Thanks everybody. Bye.